Hi, I'm Alicia Michelle, and as a trained and certified Christian mindset coach, I've helped hundreds of Christian women discover brain science-based mindset tools to help them grow closer to God and break free from anxiety, perfectionism, people-pleasing, and feeling like they're never enough. The Christian Mindset Coach is the award-winning podcast that shows you how to use simple brain science principles and biblical truth to renew your mind for lasting confidence, joy, and peace. I'm so glad you're here. Grab a cozy spot and let's get started. Hi, welcome to today's episode of The Christian Mindset Coach with me, Alicia Michelle. We are finishing up this little mini-series we've been doing on beliefs that we tend to struggle with if we struggle with perfectionism or performance or a need to please other people. And so we've done the people-pleasing one, we've done the performance one, and today we're going to talk about perfectionism. So if you struggle with perfectionism, we have lots of different beliefs that might be running the show behind that. But one big thing that seems to be universal that I've found in my life as my own struggle with perfectionism and in the ladies that I've worked with, we have this idea where we're trying to always show that we're good, that we're doing the right thing, that we've got all our stuff together in order to show ourselves worthy, in order to show ourselves as good enough for someone else. And so you can see how all of these kind of the perfectionists, the performance, the people pleasing, they all kind of intertwine, but that there is definitely little small nuanced parts for each one. Today, again, we're talking about this idea of a need to feel flawless, to be accepted. And a lot of times this creates these patterns where we think we have to look a certain way or act a certain way. And it's weird because we know the truth. We're like, God loves me how I am. He's seen all my faults. We know those things, but yet we're still stuck in those patterns. What is that about? Well, we'll talk about that at the end. We're going to go into it a little bit in a minute, but I want to give you some more specific resources and answers at the end. For a long time, this was my story. I felt like I, without even realizing it, I was afraid of showing myself as having any flaws because I was afraid that people would leave. I was afraid that nobody would want to be around me, that I would be a burden, that I would be a disappointment, that I would be somebody who was bringing everybody down and and just like, oh, here's Alicia again. You know, I had some baggage in my past around that. And so I was really, without even realizing it, always trying to avoid anything that caused me to make a mistake, which it's impossible, first of all, to not make a mistake. So that's just unrealistic. And then second, it keeps us living really small if we try to live without making a mistake. Have you noticed that? Because when we take risks, of course, there's the risk that it would may not work out. So if we always stay in our lane and always do things the exact way that we think they're supposed to be done, then we can maybe try to prevent a mistake from happening, but we're also not living to our capacity that we're called to live. So it's it's it hurts us and it hurts others. And I think also it, it hurts others in the sense that, you know, they don't get to know the real us and we don't get to show them that we have imperfections like they do. It's almost a, it's a pride thing ultimately at the end of the day, too. And so I, for me, there was a lot of patterning of needing to perform and to be perfect, to be loved in my past by certain key people in my life. That's how I got approval. That's how I got attention. And I learned as part of that to keep my emotions to myself, to not tell anybody what I was feeling, because that, again, could make me appear as a burden. That could make me feel somebody who was not somebody who would want to be around you. So I hid a lot of that stuff because it was best to stay happy, to stay just cheerful and to not rock the boat and to maybe not say something that would oppose what other people said. 
I could appear flawless and I would be able to be liked by more people. And so it was really, really toxic. And if you've ever struggled with even a tiny bit of this or even different parts of this, you understand how toxic it is. So let's start first just by dismantling this lie. The secret behind all of this is that you are flawed. I am flawed. That person that you think has it all together, they're flawed too. There is no getting around this. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God is what Romans says. God knows every single flaw, every single flaw, even the ones that we don't really know about or we're not aware of. He is aware of all of them today and he's aware of all of the ones that will happen five years from now or 20 years from now. And guess what? He still accepts us and loves us in spite of it. That's the craziest part is that he knows it all about us and he still accepts us for where we are at. In Christ, we have been redeemed from our mistakes and we will continue to be redeemed as we walk with him. There is that mystery of I am saved by Christ and I am considered a saint in his eyes, but I'm still not able to live perfectly in this fleshly body. I'm still going to continue to sin, but I'm asking God for help and showing me what are those areas that I am not perfect or I am not able to live as he exactly wants me to live and confessing those and relying on him to help me grow into that person that he wants me to be. So there's that tension as a perfectionist, which is frustrating because we're like, I just want to be perfected. I want to be healed from these things that keep me living flawed in this body, this side of heaven. And God says, you need to continue to follow me and trust me and confess when you mess up, but trust that you're never going to reach that, this side of heaven, that your perfection happens. I see you as perfect because I see you as redeemed through the eyes of and the blood of Christ. But that full perfection happens outside of this world. It's going to happen in heaven. So we have to live with that tension. But the truth is that we have been forgiven right here, right now. We are accepted. Here are some scriptures that talk about that. John 1, 10 to 13 says, He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. We are reborn, and we are reborn by the saving power of Jesus, who experienced rejection himself, who understood that himself. And speaking of rejection, I'm going to reference in the show notes a couple of episodes we did recently on rejection. We did a two-part episode on how to manage rejection, how to work through rejection that comes up in our mind when somebody has said something, because people do. People are going to say things or, or do things to us that are hurtful, and we need to know how to process that. And that's especially hard as a people pleaser or somebody who's a perfectionist, because we, again, want to try to be flawless. That's the biggest fear that we'll be found out that we're not flawless, but we can rest in that and move past it. So going to reference those in the show notes as different episodes that you can check out to learn more about rejection, because it's kind of underneath all of what we're talking about today. So Psalm 103 verses one to five is another verse that talks about what God has done for us in creating us anew in his image. So Psalm 103 verses one to five, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins. 
he and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. He does all of the things that we need. He heals us spiritually. He heals our physical diseases and redeems us from death, the power of death over us. All of the things that we need that could make us, quote, flawed, he has restored and is restoring and perfecting in us. Again, that ultimate perfection and that ultimate healing is going to come in heaven. But even now, we are living in that transformation power of God. And we can rest, most importantly, we can rest in the, in the fact that we are accepted by him because of all of that. It's done. That we don't need to try to fix ourselves more. We can grow in Christ and grow in godliness. That's always a pursuit. But that, that's not a condition of love from God or can, can be a condition of love from other people. Further verses, Romans 3, verses 21 to 27, talking about how God and his grace freely makes us right in his sight. We are made right. Verse 22 says we're made right by God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. This is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. So those are great verses. I'm not going to read all of them now, but they're powerful verses that talk about who we are in Christ, that we are redeemed and made right and made whole in God right now today, simply by believing in him, by doing nothing else, but placing our trust in him and moving forward from there. And then verse 27, of course, says, can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It's based on faith. So we're made right through God, made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. Again, it is not by our actions that we are saved and are made whole we are saved and redeemed by our faith in Christ. And that means that we, by nature, God knows us and knows our flaws and knows that we are being perfected as we walk with him, but that that perfection is happening in heaven, not now, that the flaws that we see today, in other words, he is working with us on and there is hope around it. We don't have to pretend or hide from him or anyone else, those things. We are called to accept others in the way that God accepts us in this vision of we're all growing towards godliness. We're all not there yet, so to speak. Romans 15 verses five to seven says, may God who gives us patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Jesus Christ. Then you can all join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. We're called to accept each other despite our faults. We're going to have faulted people all around us. We are faulted people. We are flawed. It's part of this world. And we can ask God for help in that because it is really hard, really hard to accept sometimes the, the, the ongoing issues, the ongoing, quote, faults that others have that are, are challenging to live with or challenging to deal with. We're not saying that it's, oh, just accept them and everything's easy and fine. Of course, there's a process that God wants to partner with us on to do that. I love these other verses in Ephesians first. Ephesians 4 verse 2 says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And then the verse in Colossians chapter 3 verse 13, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. When our kids were little, we had this picture that we drew for them once and kind of we would reference as a concept. And it was this idea of when there are cars following each other on the freeway, if they're right next to each other, like bumper to bumper, 
if the car in front of them decides to stop really suddenly, the car behind it is going to run into it. I mean, this is why we have space between cars. We're supposed to have, you know, that, that breathing space, one or two second space between cars so that there's room for us to react. And I really thought of that concept as a way to understand this ability to make allowance for each other's faults. Like we need to give buffer room between us and other people. And we can do that and how we view them with God's help. Again, like we said, it's not always simple and easy to do that, but we can do that with other people. And we can also do that with ourselves, giving ourselves space to grow, to be imperfect and for God to to let God speak truth into our life and understand that the acceptance that we have is not going to change no matter if we're in process or not. That the acceptance of God is where we start from and is how we can understand and accept others in their need for that space in between. Alicia here. If you're tired of feeling never enough, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to stay stuck in the exhaustion of perfectionism, people-pleasing, or trying to prove yourself worthy. What if I told you there's a secret weapon for rewiring your mind to align with God's truth, the proven brain science tool that pro athletes have used for decades and that I've been using with hundreds of Christian women to break free from this idea of feeling never enough. I want to tell you all about it at this workshop, Break Free from Never Enough. Yes, you can find healing from a lifetime of worry, of shame, and striving. Sign up for the Break Free from Never Enough workshop at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind. This workshop is absolutely free. Why wouldn't you join me? Pick a workshop time that works for you at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind. So I had this conversation recently with some family members. I had some frustration that I was feeling around how I thought things were happening in our house. And as we had this conversation, it really became aware and to me that a lot of what I was feeling and experiencing was based on some flaws that I had had, some things that I needed to work through. And it was surprising to me. And it was also, again, as somebody who has that perfectionism background, it was a trigger like, oh my gosh, I could totally flip out here and be like, oh my gosh, I'm not perfect. And they saw that I'm not perfect. You know, all of that stuff could have been triggered. And so God had to kind of stop me there for a minute and allow me to see that, yes, you know, I wasn't the only one at fault. And in relationships, it's certainly not always one person. There's, there's both people, there's two people in a relationship. So there's, there's two sides of that conversation. But I was definitely called out on some stuff, and that was the heart of the issue. And I'm sharing that to say that in that situation, I had to understand two things, that God accepted me for where I was in this imperfect way, and that the people around me, my family, my kids, my husband, they accepted me despite these imperfections and things that I was using to you know, not process things the way that they needed to be. They accepted me and were giving me grace in it. And so I could accept myself and, and work with God to go through it. And it was a great moment. It was a difficult moment. It, it stung, but it's really brought a lot of comfort in knowing that I was and I have been acting in a way that maybe hasn't been great in certain areas. And yet my family has been willing to work with me and God is willing to work with me. And that gives me courage to say, okay, I want to work on these things. I want to change these things. One other thing I wanted to share is that a few years ago, I had something called the Connected Bible Community, which I am hoping to be able to 
reintroduce different aspects of that in the future. But in that community, we had monthly Bible studies and we did studies around the idea of identity. And the first month we did was I Am Loved, which is a study that you can get now on my site. But the other study that we did the following month was I Am Accepted. And the I Am Accepted month was always, wow, it was always a month where ladies were just broken by it in the most beautiful way because they're like, I've heard that God loves me. And even understanding that on a deeper level is extremely powerful. But to know that I'm accepted, to know that God accepts me as I am, whoo, that's really heavy. And if you, if you understand and you struggle with the idea of being needing to be perfect to be accepted, you understand how life-changing it is to know that you're accepted by God despite what's going on. That's a great month. And so uh, that was that that concept. I saw it every time we would study it. I saw it come to life. And again, this universal desire we all have to want to be good, to want to appear good to others. But the reality of God saying, even though you aren't everything that you need to be right now, I'm still with you and I still love you. I also had a client once who we were talking about these breakthroughs that she wanted to do in her business, some new things. And she was very much stuck around the idea of, but what if this, but what if that? There was all this fear around it. And she was afraid that she was going to be making a mistake by moving forward because there was uh, something that she had done in the past that didn't work out the way she wanted. And so she now was like, okay, that is that was really bad, quote unquote. And so now I have to not do that again. And so it was like she was stuck in this frozen state. And what finally freed her up was when she came to that realization that she was going to make more mistakes, that she could make a mistake even with this new decision, and that she would, whether if it was this or something else, she would make a mistake despite having her best intentions. And when it happened, whether it was from this thing or something else, that God was going to be there to, as she put it, slap some grace on it. God was going to slap some grace on it, and she was going to be able to move on from there. So there was this freedom that we were able to talk about that she, even if she had had done this, what she'd considered this like cardinal sin, like I'm going to make a mistake and then woof, all these things that God was with her in it. She, he, she could trust him to help her make the best decisions. And that even if when and when these, these, a, a quote mistake was to happen, he was going to allow her to be covered it. He was going to cover it with grace so that she could move forward and not be frozen. And that gave her freedom to experiment and to try and to listen to God and to not be afraid and to just say, I'm just going to see what God does with this versus holding on to it and being afraid of being imperfect. So an action step. What can we do in light of all of this? If you feel like this is something that you're like, yep, nope, struggle with this, would love some help. Well, one thing we can do is we can start to look at a specific experience that maybe we feel like I have to show up and not make a mistake here, or I have to, you know, whether that's an obvious thing that you're thinking or it's just something in the background, we can start to say, have I created a mindset where it's like only pass or fail? Like if I get this right, then I'm great. If I get this wrong in any kind of way, if there's any sort of flaw in, in it at all, whew, it's a failure. Have we created that pass, fail, rigid black and white thinking. Another mindset that can get attached here too is the have to's. We can see ourselves saying, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. Well, yes, there are going to be things we have to do in life. But what I'm saying is sometimes 
we have attached have to onto things that don't necessarily have to happen, and but we're doing them because we're trying to appear as if we have it all together. So just something to consider is that that might be something in there as well. And I also wanted to encourage you that if you're still breathing, that God is not done with you. He is not done with you. He believes in you. He woke you up this morning and gave you breath in your lungs. You're listening to this right now. He has plans for you that ahead that are good. He wants to lavish you with his goodness. He wants to show you all of the great things that he can do through your life. Never stop believing in that and never discount the fact that you have had mistakes in your past and the fact that you may have mistakes in the future. Never discount those so that they set you up so that you are unable to perform or do anything for God moving forward. That God is working through all of those things. He's redeemed them and he wants to move you forward despite whatever you see as an obstacle or an imperfection along the way. And I also know that we can talk about these things and we can know them from a theoretical kind of standpoint. But if you're hearing this and you're like, yes, I know this, I know this, I know this, I know this. But I just, you know, I'm just going to work harder to try to think that. I want to encourage you and invite you to consider something different than that because trying to willpower ourselves into something like this isn't the answer. And we're not going to find that, that healing and resolution that we want. What's often happening is that we have a pattern inside in our mind, in our subconscious mind, about how we're supposed to respond to others, with others, and how we might have been conditioned in the past to act in a certain way in order to get approval, in order to feel good enough. Those are the patterns that keep us stuck in thinking like we have to be flawless to be accepted. These are the patterns that keep us stuck in that. And we're not going to be able to willpower our way out of that because that's in a subconscious part of our brain. The willpower part is in a logical part. And the subconscious programming that has been in there is going to overrule it every single time. So what we have to do is find out what those patterns are inside our subconscious mind. Where did they come from? Find healing around them, learn what we need to do to let go of them, and literally replace them with God's truth. Now, we don't do that in just a theoretical way in the Christian mindset makeover. We literally use a process called brain priming, where we spend the first five weeks understanding what that's more about that soundtrack, what that's like, understanding about our brain, how it works. And then we say, okay, around this issue of my identity, where have what have I been telling myself? What is that inner soundtrack that's there? And what is God's truth that needs to be replaced with it? And then through this process of brain priming, which is, again, a scientific specific process that we walk you through, you are rewiring the neurons with between 63 to 67 days that process takes to literally, if, if you think of a bridge, so if the old patterning went, you, you thought had a certain thought and your response was, it was A, okay? The response would have been maybe the A bridge in the past, but we are literally dismantling the A bridge as that response and building up a brand new bridge, a B bridge. And so that when you have a different reaction or we when you have that stimulus happen again, you're having a different reaction. So that's what we do in the makeover is we're making that new bridge, so to speak, but it's the bridge that's about the truth of who you are in Christ. It is allowing your subconscious brain to be aligned with the truth that you know to be true in scripture, your logical brain. So when those two are together, there's no longer this fighting between the two. It is transformational. Because then you can operate from a completely different perspective and you're not having that inner battle with the thoughts and the craziness. So I encourage you to check it out. ChristianMindsetMakeover.com is where you can find out more about that. Or you can check out a free training that I do 
that talks more about this idea of why we get stuck in these patterns, specifically around not feeling enough. You can find that at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind. And that is a free training that talks more about this, but also talks about what the work we do inside the Christian Mindset Makeover and brain priming specifically, how it works, why it's so effective. So check it out. I would love for you to join me in one of those trainings. Also, if you're not aware, we have all kinds of information on the YouTube channel. I would love for you to check that out. It's the Christian Mindset Coach on YouTube. We have all kinds of short videos that we are uploading. We have the full podcast episodes. So check those out. I would love to connect with you over there. I love that we're building a whole community of other ladies and and men who are interested in this topic and who really do want to know every single day, little ideas, little tips, little encouragement to be able to grow their mind and to be able to allow their mind to be rewired literally for Christ so that they can live in the peace and the freedom and release a lot of these lies and these toxic thoughts that have kept us from living the full life that God has planned for us that he talks about in John 10.10. So check out the YouTube channel. But like I said, if you want that training to learn more about your brain, check out that free training, Break Free from Never Enough at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind. All right. Look forward to seeing you back here next week for our next episode. Take care and I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today for The Christian Mindset Coach. If you love today's show, you've got to check out my free mindset workshop. In this free training, I share about the secret weapon for rewiring our brain to align with God's truth, the proven brain science tool that pro athletes and high achievers have used for decades. I've personally helped hundreds of Christian women use this tool to find healing from a lifetime of worry, shame, and striving. And I'd love to help you use this tool in your life as well. Sign up now for this free training at Vibrant Christian Living dot com forward slash mind. I'll see you back here next week.